1: This is Todd Krieger. And this time, I have a special guest. Now, this special guest is very, very special to me. This is um, Arielle Krieger. She is my oldest daughter. She is uh, 28. She is a very successful and amazing trainer. She has helped me virtually. Because she lives in LA and I live in Orange County, even though we do get together, but oftentimes she'll just help, and she's she's amazing how she could help out, and uh, and she's also in graduate school, getting her master's in human nutrition, right? So why do I have my daughter here with me today? It's because the two of us are going to talk about how to overcome self sabotage with the new year upon us, or it doesn't really matter whether it's New Year or whether you're hearing this four months from now or whenever you're hearing this recording. At any time, it's important to be able to learn how to overcome ourselves. That There are areas in our lives where we can sabotage ourselves. Some, Some of us are really good in some areas and maybe not so much in others. The two of us will be talking about three main areas, even though she'll do a lot of the talking about fitness, and she'll be doing a lot of talking about food and whatever else she wants to talk about, fitness and lifestyle and food, Uh, I'll throw in uh, my two cents about relationships because we sabotage in relationships and there's reasons why we do it. So we're going to go a little deep into it um, and you'll be able to hear from her as well as I about how to overcome it. So hi, sweetie.
0: Thanks for the great introduction. I thought you were going to give them my social security number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not that. Driver's yeah, yeah. license number. Yeah. All right. So, um, so I, you know, you you have been working a lot, even in your young life, with many different people of all ages too. You've been working mm-hmm. with people both in person and virtually with people a lot younger than you, as well as people well older than me. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the range, everything in between. So I just want you to start speaking a little bit about uh, what you see with your clients and with people in general, you know, when it comes to lifestyle and health, emotional, but even physical, what gets in their way? What stops them from doing the things that they need to do? Yeah,
0: I think that a big part of the overcoming obstacles is way before people come to me there's, I believe, five phases of change, and I think that it applies to what you do as well, where the first, you know, there's pre-contemplation, contemplation, uh, I believe it's action, maintenance, and I think so I'm, I, mean, I missed one in between. Pre-contemplation, contemplation, yeah. preparation. Preparation. So then action is not, so there's three steps before people come to me. Right. So there is a lot of, there's a huge part of the population that's stuck in those first three phases and you know there are a variety of obstacles but what I see once people come to me and have taken action that blocks people from getting to their goals is there's a variety of obstacles and one that I know we mentioned that I talked to you about is self-compassion I think there's a a lot of lack of self-compassion with you know this idea of like what people should be doing like what i should be eating what i should look like how many times i should work out how hard this should be for me i have many clients that most of my clients are like this it, this shouldn't be this hard this should and and i'm like you're doing great you know it's this this idea of failure basically and i think that holds people back a lot from really achieving their goals and and sticking to habits because it's people get exasperated and they feel like a constant failure
1: that's, you know, I don't hear this a lot. I don't hear people talking about that piece of it, you know, that mm. self-compassion piece. That's, there's, there's other pieces that you might want, you might get to, but the self-compassion piece, it's great that you led with that. Because
0: yeah.
1: I think you're right that people are so either anticipating failure or they're they're not measuring up from their little their critical voice in their head. Yeah. Yeah. That can be very demotivating.
0: Absolutely. And and even demotivating and also kind of keeps you stuck where you are because you don't, you know, someone can think they can't get any further than that. They can't lose any more weight. They can't, you know, take any more things out of their diet, you know, yada, yada. So I feel like those are big reasons that people have those obstacles. And then there's obviously ways to overcome them, but being stuck in that mindset is easier than working hard and overcoming them.
1: Mm -hmm. So regarding that whole piece of self-compassion, what are some of the things that you might instruct them or coach them with? In in, whether you're talking about physical fitness and exercise, whether you're talking about eating, how how do you help them Mm -hmm. overcome this critical, this critical piece that's in their way that prevents them to get to that action stage or eventually into the maintenance stage?
0: Yeah. I when in regarding self-compassion, I in general just I tend to approach my clients and what they're doing with compassion for them so they mm-hmm. understand I'm not over here like I push my clients but I let them know that they're doing well so that they are motivated to continue. Otherwise if I, you know, I think there's a style of training and coaching that and I didn't need air quotes but that <laughs> is like push 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 And that might appeal to some people, but I think for a lot of people, it's very demotivating. But uh, I don't know if you want me to go into, there are ways for people themselves, for my clients to overcome those obstacles. I mean, I'm there to guide, but okay. So I wrote down some things. My biggest thing, especially in regards to food is food journaling. I do it for myself sometimes. Uh, If I feel that I've eaten an entire jar of peanut butter in a a few days, which is my (laughs) complete kryptonite, I say, okay, I need to start writing down my food to hold myself accountable to be eating correct portions, to not be binge eating this peanut butter jar. Obviously, that's a very trivial example. But I think food journaling holds people accountable. You see it, it makes it tangible and me holding them accountable, knowing I'm going to see it. and, And it's not like everyone needs that trainer, coach. Some people do, but just having someone in your life who can help you help. Obviously, you know, first should be you. I want, you know, I want people to hold themselves accountable, but it helps to have someone else to hold you accountable.
1: Yeah. Accountability partner, by the way, about the peanut butter, since we're going to be uh, together for about four days and we're taking some peanut butter, please bring a food journal because I want to eat some of that peanut butter. (laughs) Uh, For you and for me, I mean, well no I, no i i think i'll be okay with
0: i uh, yeah, i might not be A lot of other
1: things <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but yeah so that's like, that's the main one and some other things i like to talk about uh, are like hacks that just make it easier to eat healthier so there's like the 50 25 25 rule where you, you look at your plate 50% of your plate should be vegetables to fruit 25% protein and 25% like good carbs there's also meal prepping. Like I love overnight oats. So if I'm hungry, instead of going for something that's maybe a little unhealthier, I have my protein oats. So a lot of overcoming habits, poor habits in terms of food, is just setting yourself up for success. In my opinion,
1: it's good. I also, you know, I, I I know you mentioned to me just because we didn't really. We're doing this pretty spontaneously, but mm-hmm. you mentioned SMART goals, which I teach with yeah. my students. Yeah. I'm also a professor. So when you're talking about SMART goals, so talk a little bit about what that means. That's an acronym. SMART.
0: Yeah. So it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. There's other variations of it, but the whole idea, and usually that's in terms of like fitness or weight loss goals. But the whole idea is to have something that's so specific because if you have too broad of a goal or it encompasses too many things, again, it's about setting yourself up for success so that could potentially set you up for failure. Um, and I've been there where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna meditate every day and then I'm gonna you know turn off my technology and I'm gonna you know read a book and then it's too much at once and none of it. And so right. it's right. it's always better to have something more specific. So right. I, I wrote a couple of examples down. Uh, for an example would be, I will take two workout classes a week for 30 days. You know, it's it's specific, Perfect. it's time-bound, it's relevant to that person's goals, ideally, and it's fairly attainable and it's measurable, right? You can count how many times you take a class. Yeah. Uh, another example, in one month, I will be able to walk 60 minutes straight without resting. Uh, I'll give one more Um, two more goals because they're, they're all different, right? another one is weight loss. If you have a specific in two months, I would like to lose five pounds uh, by doing X, Y, Z, and maybe like it's an action. So uh, I want, I will be able to do, will not want, I will be able to do one pull up in 30 days. So there's a lot of different smart goals that can kind of encompass different parts of lifestyle. So having those is really nice to keep in mind, you know, write it down, think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's important as
1: well. What I was gonna say is is in relationships too, you know, and basically what you and I are talking about is how to do the harder thing, even though mm-hmm. it's easier in the long run, versus yeah. easier thing, which is harder in the long run. So for example, as you know, I, I work out, I hike, and, uh, and it makes it easier, to lift things that are heavier, it makes it mm-hmm. easier to keep up with you when mm-hmm. you do things because uh, I work out. But it's it, it, you know obviously the harder thing is going up that hill. Um, and when it comes to relationships, listening with, with my couples that I see, the wow. easier thing in the short term is to get reactive and defensive. Yeah, the harder thing is take a breath. It's like I call it building emotional muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, and so one of the things that I do with people to help them overcome self-sabotage is to understand the saboteur, the inner saboteur, the, mm-hmm. the part that is getting in the way, that part that's getting in the way is trying to do something good. If, if it's not, it's like, a. it's like, uh, is it a
0: protective? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's oftentimes a protective part when it comes to relationships. Yeah. So the, it's like a well intentioned, but it doesn't, uh, give a good result. And so, for example, a person that shuts down, instead of, if I say to them, well, stop shutting down, well, that's not gonna do anything. I gotta mm-hmm. deal with the resistance. And I know you do that with your clients too. Yeah. You know, dealing with, so to get more interested in a loving and accepting way, like tell me more about that part of you that shuts down. What is it mm-hmm. doing for you? How is it protecting you? Or well, the person that right away gets all emotional, maybe even starts to raise their voice, what is that doofy? What is that part of you protecting you from? And, and ultimately, my job is to get to the parts that are the most wounded and, and, yeah. and that's in the way. So I think whether you're talking about relationship, whether you're talking about fitness, whether you're talking about nutrition, which is part of fitness, mm-hmm. um, just about anything, even, even just working on our career, it's always helpful, I think, to tune in to that part. What yeah. is that part? And we have different parts. You know, this is really a very important concept that we have different parts and they're not always in agreement. It's like having a bunch of people in a committee room and they they all they don't all agree with each other. But we have to decide what what's the part? What is the what's the healthiest part? Right. We have Mm -hmm. the healthiest part, the part that's loving, the part that's disciplined, the part that wants that's a dreamer that wants to see what we could, well, we want mm-hmm. that to run the show. We know there's other parts that are going to be going, yeah, but what if you don't reach the goal and you'll be disappointed? So why yeah, it?
0: they're like, come right. back. Right. <laughs>
1: right. So, uh, I know you and I could talk forever. Maybe we'll do this again, but yeah. the key here is, uh, is what we're talking about is overcoming. That's that, that, that um, uh, resistance to doing, yeah. doing that right thing. And, like I said really earlier in, in this, that you are a trainer extraordinaire and you do it mm-hmm. virtually. Or people could come to you uh, in your area of town, of, of West Hollywood. Um, but virtually works just great, just like my what I do lately. I've been doing it all virtual and it works just yeah. great.
0: But well, yeah. coming from a dance background, you learn how to cue people. Queuing. Yes. cueing all the little things yeah all that ballet paid off
1: yes it did and it's just literally like, for you yeah like when you know <laughs> to the audience that's listening or watching i mean it's it's like she'll just say move this way five degrees or do, do, you know straighten this and i'm like how do you see this on the video but she sees me pretty loud uh, pretty wide and big i guess on the on the video yeah. um and it's been immensely helpful and I know, I know the nutrition part of it, too, that you, you've been doing more and more of as well. Mm-hmm. So I just tell people how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you to overcome their sabotage and to reach the goals that they want.
0: Yeah, especially in this new year. Will you link to it with a...
1: Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, okay, will have Okay, great. great. I, was like, it, I
0: spell it. this out? Yeah, uh, I would say email would probably be the best. So it's RELCPT at HealthyLivingWithAri.com. That's my company, Healthy Living with Ari. You can also find me um, at Instagram with Healthy Living
1: with Ari. Yeah, so and you'll you'll see that link. And you know, every time you type it in, you're already burning calories because it's a long time. <laughs> <long. laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good.
0: That's good. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, that's funny. That
1: yeah. Was funny. Yeah. I'm known in, among my family for giving bad jokes because every once in a while it comes out with, you know. That was a good one, though. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, wasn't it wasn't quite sorry. a totism. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was yes. better. Yes, the is definitely not. It's a bad joke, but that that was not a totism. Which is <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. So um, say it one more time. Just say it one
0: more yeah, time. Yeah. R e l c b t at healthy living with dot com, and then that second part is my Instagram as well. Healthy living with Ari.
1: Okay. Thanks, my dear. See you soon. And thank you all. And uh, hopefully uh, you could benefit. Or if you know someone that, that, that could, please pass this on. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning
0: and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.